Hey guys, welcome or welcome back to another episode of Heike Adulting. Today, I have literally the it girl of makeup TikTok, in my opinion. Sorry, maybe it's just in my eyes. I don't know. But today we have Miss Tony Bravo on and we are going to talk about all things makeup, all things working in corporate while influencing. She's just she's just a light and I think you guys are going to enjoy her energy just as much as I love her energy. Give a warm welcome. Hello, introduce yourself. Hi, that was such a beautiful, warm welcome. I appreciate it. No, I'm so excited to be here. I I mean, we've, we've like, tried to make this happen so many times. I know. As we know, this happens all the time with literally all my guests. I'm like, oh, I'm just, like, out. And then something happens with somebody else, and I'm like, we'll postpone. Life happens. It's okay. It's okay. I'm excited to be here. I know. I'm so glad. Okay, yeah, because, okay, so the last time we were trying to record this, um you had just turned 23 so i guess we're just gonna act like we're recording this when that was happening yeah okay let's do that um (laughs) yeah so you're 23 now how is that feeling honestly i think i'm still gonna tell people i'm 22 for a while because it's it takes a while to set in it's been barely a month now so it's still you know i mean it hasn't even been a full month since i've turned 23 i think it's exciting i mean i'm I'm excited to I'm excited to be 23. I'm excited to be in 2023. I think this year is going to oh, be. Oh, I just realized. It, yeah, so that means you were born in 2000. Okay, got it. How my birthdays work because I was born in December 1999. So every year, it's okay, it's 2023. I'm 20, you know, if I ever forget. Yeah, so. nice. It's, it's, I think overall this year is going to be really great and um, just look forward to everything. I'm so excited. That's amazing. I'm glad you're feeling the 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 new age, the the wisdom coming on to you. <laughs> a little bit, a little Love. bit. Amazing. So, the first thing I want to chat about is TV shows because as you guys know, I'm an actor, so I'm always talking about TV shows. In the last episode, I literally just listed off all my favorite TV shows and I remember when we were supposed to record this like two, three weeks ago, Tony was posting on her Instagram story. I'm starting the white Lotus. I'm like, ah, shut up. We're going to have to talk about this like immediately. So go for it. What are your thoughts? So you started it. I've, I've started it. I've finished it. It's been a few weeks now. So I've had some time to like sit and process everything. One of the best shows I've ever, ever seen in a very, very long time. I think I, I like to sit in my comfort shows a lot. So I feel like, I, I, it's very rare that I watch a new show and I never want to stop like watching like watching the show and getting on to the next episode and I lit- I could not stop watching it. <laughs> I I was a little behind because a lot of people I didn't watch the first season either when I started. So I blew through at, like the whole first season and the second season. I got up to the point where I was like waiting for new episodes. So I was like caught up, which is nice, but ugh, so so good. I love. Okay, do you like the first season better or the second? I like the second season better. Did you like the Me first? Too. I just, I think it was just a little more complex the second season, and I, think I was just more in. Like I was so set. The first season, I was drawn. I was sucked in. I was drawn. I think the first season was like feeling out the vibe because I'm not gonna lie. The first like two three episodes, I was genuinely confused on the vibe. I was like, is this supposed to be the show that we think it is, or? I felt the same exact. I think season two picked up in a way that was like, oh, yeah, like we already know what's going on. This is it, you know. I like I feel the vibe. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I one of the best shows. I'm obsessed with. I mean, this season two. I mean, there was a reason <laughs> it was it was trending literally everywhere. Yeah. Series two. I I would like read. 
after I was done with everything, I would read a bunch of like theories about like of what's course. right, right, right. Same. Like I watched certain episodes again and I would pick up on things that I didn't pick up on before. And I was like, Yeah. I saw, I mean, you know, I think it's even more fun when like you're caught up with everybody else who's watching it because then everyone is creating content, you know, and you're just like, okay. Catch up. And I definitely, I'm glad I hopped onto it. I'm trying my best to like hop on to like good shows. Yeah. No, for sure. Instead of just staying in my comfort. Yeah. No, I feel you. I feel like, but the best things about comfort shows is that like you can just kind of have it on the background because you already know what happens. Like, I think that's why they feel so good. Yeah. But watching good new tv like I, I feel like i have to be invested because i hate wasting my time i hate wasting my time so much i have to be locked in for i sure. agree i agree and when it comes to shows sometimes i genuinely like if i don't like it i'm not gonna waste my time so sometimes i don't give the first second episode a chance which sucks because i'm like damn it might be a good show but i just would never know who knows but but yeah i like watching like good tv but then when i watch good tv i have to be fully invested like otherwise you give me my phone yeah, like if I'm distracted by TikTok, it's not a good show. Like I'm, I'm not. <laughs> the phone is usually charging away from me. Yeah, like if I can't get through the whole episode, I don't even think it's about my attention span. I'm like at this point, I just want good TV. So, yeah, I'm like if you just aren't holding my attention, it's just not good. Nothing beats it. Yeah. So I guess give us what other shows you're you're watching currently. So I've recently started Succession. Nice. Love. I mean, I've just been like super. It's just tea. I mean, I just love HBO Max. HBO Max, they're pumping. Yeah. Actually, my favorite recent show that I finished, Severance. Oh, what's that on? It's Apple TV. Um, thought show. Um, I believe that. Yeah, it's so good. It's honestly, and it leaves you on such a cliffhanger. You, I mean, I feel like you would love it. I feel like you, if you liked White Lotus and like the weirdness kind of like off, but like you would be so into Severance. It's Ooh. amazing. I cannot shut up about it. Um, I went through it so quickly. And if, if you don't have Apple TV, you can get one of those like free two month um, subscription things. Um, that's what I did. And I watched it because I was like, I, I don't know. I love psychological thrillers. That's what it says it it's, is. So. Oh, you, you, would, you would love it. You that need to watch good. it. Have you watched The Morning Show on Apple TV? Oh, I have not seen The Girl, Morning Girl, you would love. You would love. Okay, maybe I'll add that one too since I already yeah. have Yeah. Severance was, ugh. Okay, I'll add that to my list. Too. Yeah, watch it for sure. I think, yeah, I think these days, like, I'm spending most of my time on HBO Max and and Apple TV. Like, truly, I watched Causeway recently with Jennifer Lawrence, the movie. Yeah, like, that was, like, her acting comeback. Like, she hasn't acted in a really long time because she had a kid. She went away, yeah, and all this stuff. But so, so good. Like, I mean, her acting is just phenomenal. It's like she hasn't left the screen, honestly. And you just, like, crave her presence. Love it, yeah, and I just think they're just pumping out good TV. Like I again, I I can't watch bad TV. I can't sit and, yeah. and I say that, and then <laughs> I go back against my word and turn on the little red app, Miss Netflix, and and I'm watching like every reality TV show. Love Island. I mean, they get you hooked in. They, I mean, trash TV is also one of my good favorite TV, shows. right? That's what I'm saying. That's my comfort. I feel like because like I can just watch it in the background and like work, and that's so bad. But I just like need something to be playing. Like sometimes I need something for my mental, and then sometimes I need something just for noise. And that's like a good noise. Agreed, know? agreed. That's what I'm saying. And like I guess as an actor, we're always just so like we're so 
nitpicky about like oh this is not good this is not good whatever but then i'm like i just need some like trash show sometimes and that is good for the soul yeah like some things doesn't have to be like it doesn't have to be all good it doesn't have to be all deep like i love substance when i'm like paying attention but when i'm not paying attention don't give me substance yeah. sometimes you don't want substance and that's okay and that's completely fine i love it i love it um yeah so i'm so glad to see that we're on our our tv watching grinds um I'm excited for lots of stuff coming out soon. I know, like, You's coming out, season four. I'm- I know. Ugh, I love that show. And, like, Lucas Gage from the first season, he's going to be uh, from the first season of White Lotus, and he was also in Euphoria. He got cast in You season four, so he's going to be a character in that, which is super fun. So we'll see. I mean, I'm excited. I haven't even watched the trailer yet. Oh, it just, it literally just came out the other day. Yeah, I need to watch it. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I hope it doesn't, like, because we've already, like, now we've hit season four. We already know everything in Joe's mind, like, whatever. Like, well, and usually by season four, kind of get a little, but I have faith in this one. I do I have do. faith in this one, but I, I'm not going to lie. Watching the trailer, I was like, oh, it's just going to happen again in the same city. Like, how are you going to keep getting away with this, Joe? Like, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, jail. but, yeah, no, dead ass jail. And, like, I want Victoria Bedretti love Quinn to, like, rise from the dead. Sorry, spoiler. But, yeah, because everyone, because every, or, like, when season three ended, they were like, oh, like, is this just a plot? Like, like she's coming back. Like, this whole I love thing. her, though. Yeah, and then they said she's not coming back. <laughs> but who knows? Please surprise me. As a person, she's so cool. You must have had watched Haunting of Hill House. I did. Twice. I went through it twice. I'm so glad you watched it because that's one of my favorite shows of all time. Really? I love it. I can see it. I love it so much. I mean, I just, okay, so I, I literally just talked about it on my last podcast episode. I was like, Haunting of the House is one of the best shows of all time. I literally talked about Victoria Pedretti. Love her so much. And, and I was like, this show like changed something in me. Like I started getting invested in the horror like genre because I was like, this is how it needs to be done. It's an art. It's an art for sure. I mean, it was just beautiful. Again, so you guys heard it here. If Tony likes it, she's an influencer I trust. So you guys definitely have to watch it if you guys don't. I love my TV. I can't. (laughs) I love it. I'm so glad. Oh my gosh, we need to talk about more shows because I feel like now you're like a show connoisseur. I'm glad you get it. I definitely get it. It has. It's like yeah, it's an art form. It's a. It's a. It's a something that you. It's almost like wine tasting, but for agreed TV. Like you just have to know taste. Wine tasting. Yeah. Love. Amazing. Okay, we're gonna pivot because you guys do not want to hear us talk about shows all day long. But um I wrote this is what I wrote. Being the it black girl beauty content creator, because that's how I view you. Literally, you came up on my for you page once and you just like stole my attention. I was like, I've gotta I've gotta scroll and keep watching you. Yeah, I love your energy. If you guys don't know, she creates TikTok content and just like just the comfort like okay we talk about comfort tv shows you're like yeah. the comfort you're the comfort makeup influencer for me like truly i love watching you try new stuff i love you watching like i mean i love watching you just influence everyone to get products i'm like you're you're my girl i love it um yeah talk <laughs> about how you kind of got started in this content creator journey like was it something that you just dived into was kind of interested in dipped your toes into like did you start doing COVID like everyone else or like what, what was kind of the thoughts <laughs> um no yeah so I've been creating content forever when I was younger my thing every single Christmas and my birthday I would want a new camera like since I was nine so I got my first camera when I was nine it was like a small digital camera and then I got a I got a mini laptop 
it was one of those compact minis and I had Windows Movie Maker and I would make little movies and I would literally force my family to be in them. They'd be vlog type videos. Like they weren't movies for like the cinema. They were movies for YouTube. But I was too young to have YouTube so I would just play them for my family. And then Kids Bop <laughs> used to have a kids version of YouTube. There were two kids versions youtube i would upload to the i would upload to them my name i think was like iCookies or something it was inspired by iCarly oh love okay it was low-key and i was like oh my god this is crazy and so i make videos every week and edit them here i am being like 11 years old like editing content and so that was like more long form and my dream was like i just loved creating content like it was for fun and as i like grew older i still did it like i would i actually posted i made i was able to get a YouTube channel at some point because I was old enough Mm -hmm. and I would post on there and I still have some of my old videos like archived, which (gasps) I might, you know, show us. They literally are so embarrassing, but it's so cute because these are all things I would do before I thought about money or career. It was just pure, like pure thing that I love doing. And then I kind of took a break from like creating content for the public. And I had an Instagram account that was private and I was in college and I wasn't like posting anything like publicly for other people. I wasn't really doing any campaigns or anything like that, anything social media related. And then the pandemic hit and I picked up roller skating again right when we got sent home from college. I had roller skated year like a year or two prior. I would go to skate parks, do the whole thing. And I kind of stopped like recording it and stuff. And then the pandemic hit, I started recording skate videos skating blew up for some reason I didn't realize that skating blew up and everybody during the pandemic wanted to roller skate I had no idea so funny my content started like going crazy and then I started like creating skating content on TikTok yeah TikTok and Instagram and I made a whole separate Instagram account for my skating got it that was different than my public which now is my new public account so um I just like changed the username but I was originally groovy quads and I would just post skating content and that's, I think, how I got – well, definitely how, like, social media picked up for me. That's when I started doing branded things and um, commercials and things like that. And then I kind of – I guess my pivot from roller skating happened literally just – Naturally? Like, a few months ago. Like, I did not know what I wanted to pivot to because fast forward, I ended up working at BuzzFeed for a little bit. Got it. Still my ne- figuring out my niche thing because my job there was like as a creator. Mm-hmm. And so we had a lot of great resources there, but I was like struggling with what I wanted to pivot into. And then fast forward a few months later, I work at Rare Beauty, enter the beauty space, and then beauty content. So it's so interesting. Interesting little map. But content's, I think, a backbone of what I've, I've done to creatively express myself. So none of that's new. Yeah. I think just what the what what is new is the, like the type of content I make, which makes sense because I mean I'm I'm a different person now than I was a year ago, or ten years ago. Or, that's so interesting. Uh, that's kind of the the generalized timeline. Got it. Okay, so that's interesting. That means I found you like maybe as soon as you were pivoting into makeup because I'm like I feel like I found you when like you had good amount of content, but like maybe that was kind of kicking up everything. Fairly new. I only started posting beauty content about three months ago. What? Yeah, which is crazy. I, before posting that beauty content and even working at Rare Beauty, I would wear makeup maybe once on a Friday. I would put put mascara on. Stop. What was it? Okay, so then yeah, okay, so do you feel like you kind of knew where that transition was coming from? Like was it just kind of this I don't I I think well, first off, working at Rare Beauty and being welcomed into the beauty space with 
such wide arms, I think really allowed me to feel like I could make that type of content. Cause I think what stopped me was like, I'm not a makeup guru. Like I'm not a professional makeup artist. Like who's going to want to watch my progress of like learning how to do makeup. And I'm not going to teach these people anything. Like, so I was kind of, that was like behind, you know, and working in beauty and making beauty content. I was just very intimidated, but working at rare, especially in like social definitely opened my eyes to just how beneficial it could be to step outside of my comfort zone. So literally what, like three months ago, I actually started regularly posting like content so I'm glad you did like people like we need to see more representation obviously like that's just one one thing but like we just need to see like us black girlies like just doing normal black girl things you know like I just feel like it doesn't need to be this whole like concept like you know I I, okay this might be like quote-unquote controversial but like we're talking about the whole like Alex Earl thing right now I don't know if you've been seeing on your page like we love her well that's the thing is like everybody's commenting like Alex Earl, like I get at least comments every single day. Well, of course I have to know who they're talking about. Right. So you do know about. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I think that the thing is when it comes to like, I mean, this, these are not new concepts. Like none of this is brand new information. None of this is a brand new concept. I think the way that, you know, I've, I've watched a lot of different like videos and takes on the concept. I think, you know, there are a lot of reasons why things are the way they are and we're not ever surprised by it. But I do think in the beauty space, in social media space, um, a huge reason why I wanted to actually start making videos is just like take up space. I think that's really important for people that don't fit that stereotypical mold of like, you know, internet girl, Mm -hmm. internet girl type, you know? And I think, you know, TikTok's just so oversaturated. There's no reason why there there shouldn't be that type of representation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I get comments all the time and I'm just like, I, people say it as like a sweet thing and it's endearing. It's very endearing. I think people are just like very wrapped up. I think this happens every year though. Like there's a new person everyone's like obsessed with. But I mean, hey, that's how the internet works. That is how the internet works, truly. And honestly, go back to just taking up space. I feel like, I feel like sometimes, I mean, I get comments all the time. They're like, how do you just like put yourself authentically out there? Like social media already has a million and one people, like everyone and their mothers are creating content now, like literally Mm -hmm. mothers, like everybody is creating content. So how do you feel like, I know some people who just have this innate feeling that they just feel like that they were born to create content for whatever that is, you know, and, and now that it's becoming so much more popular, people are making careers out of it. People are making their incomes from it. I mean, do you feel like you do you feel like starting and putting yourself out there was something for you to feel like you wanted to take up space as an individual and you ended up being like that inspiration or was the inspiration for you to inspire others and that's why you chose to take up space I think initially it definitely was a for me thing there were certain parts especially when it came to beauty content because there were certain products I'd want to try and I couldn't find videos of people using it right look like me so I would buy the product and try it but then it became like I would buy it for myself but then I would try it on camera so other people could see it and I think initially when people get into content I hear a lot of discourse about or influencing or whatever it is I hear a lot of discourse about people feeling selfish and feeling I don't think that's something I I would feel very often only because there are not a lot of people who look like me in that space. 
And I've like the amount of messages I get from people telling me that like they're so grateful to see somebody that looks like them in this space taking up space. It's really hard to feel selfish when somebody's telling you that you're helping them like love themselves and the type of content you're doing is helping people. Because ultimately I do think that is a goal, like a huge goal of mine. I have a younger sister. So I think I naturally kind of this like, you know, big sister, older sister role where I, you know, want her, you know, she looks like me. Like I want her to be able to see people that look like her in any space, you know, any space. And I think that's been really important to me. And I have a twin sister who I'm older than. So I'm technically, <laughs> wonder, I'm technically the oldest, but you know, she's, de- she's going to be a doctor and I'm going down this content route. So for our younger sister, who's 14, like she sees that like she can literally do anything and right. we're taking up space in fields that stereotypically don't have like me and my sister that don't have a whole lot of us represented all, a lot of the time. And I think, ultimately like we're doing it because it's our passions and what we love to do but ultimately I think a huge part of that backbone does come from wanting to inspire people and and show people that it is possible and I just love taking up space like I love taking space in play because I think it's necessary and I think it's necessary to show that you know black women are not a monolith like I was so scared to make beauty content because I'm like I don't have lashes in a 30 inch button I'm not like a stereotypical like a lot of these people would like comment these things that like they think black women are supposed to look like or sound like or do and I just think I just you know I realized that just me existing was just important and showcasing that so so I agree with taking up space anytime any of my friends want to get into content my black my, my black friends or my POC friends I'm like take up all the space because you know we need to yeah Dude, I, I love that so much. I think, yeah, we're just, I don't know, we're taught to think that, like, there's only so much of it. And, like, I guess going back to the whole Alex Earl situation, it's, like, mm-hmm. I saw so many Black creators talking about it. And, like, it was literally video after video on my For You page. I'm, like, what is going on? Everyone was talking about, like, why is this happening? And, like, you know, and, like, love Alex. Like, she truly is. She, like, she's just her. She's authentically her. She does. And she's been posting content for long time does it and it's like okay well what makes that so different from any other content creator that we have on the poc side and it's almost as if like i saw i saw two things i saw people saying like well just the complaining aspect of it which is like okay we can complain all day but also what are we going to do to hype up our own community like i feel like we just pin black girls down to what they can be we pin poc girls into their categories of what they can be and if you kind of step outside of that or you're you're just not really the standard of what it looks like you we just kind of tear each other down and it's ridiculous like i mean it's i mean we see it happen with miss clark love clark people it's like you know what i'm saying it's like that's everyone's alex on our side too but it's like why are we tearing her down like people are tearing her down it's sad I've I've like listened to so many different takes that I think are all very valid yeah. and very important and I think have forced a lot of people to be a little bit more introspective and understand that like the types of content they consume from people of color or black women doesn't always have to relate to them but that doesn't mean that there needs to be you know backlash like if they're not hurting anybody and it's just different than what you're into your aesthetic or whatever that may be isn't a bad thing and I think there are some people that are so advert to like any kind of like different like aesthetic they're not seeing so they're naturally like oh my god oh my god but I feel like I, I feel like people are kind of for like some people are kind of forced now to like look more introspectively and re- realize like hmm, like why is that mm-hmm. 
who taught me that? Why am I internalizing all of this? You know, it's a lot. Hey, there's just things that we've also grown up with in all of our individualized communities that have kind of forced us to think in this way. So it's not necessarily our fault, but if we know that this is an issue and we know that it's something that we can change innately with the things that we're doing or with the things that we're supporting and like whatever, then like, I think it's time to be a little bit more introspective and to be like, okay, who am I consuming and do I like them? And like- It needs to be a lot of learning. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. And I don't think it's now with, the access of internets and opinions and all that stuff. I don't really think it's that difficult to even just like take a second and be like, right. hey, let me watch someone who doesn't, you know, look like me. Yeah, let me- get out of my comfort zone a little bit, or even if you don't want to get out of your comfort zone, that's okay. But I think it's definitely just like, I think it's all, I mean, I've been for the past week, my entire for you page has been mainly about this type of discourse. And yeah. the thing is that it's like never like, it's not new like a lot of these conversations are not brand new like we've been on the internet forever it's just kind of this cycle I feel like that just always comes back which is always really interesting yeah I I okay well since you've worked on the corporate side too and like but you I mean you worked at Rare Beauty I feel like that's such an inclusive open space where everyone's just like inviting and whatever but like what do you what do you feel like looking on the brand side and on the influencer side with brands who are like quote-unquote advocating for diversity but like not really doing much about it like what do you see on that side of stuff yeah so first off I think I mean I I think I'm just so lucky to have my first ever like job and beauty be there because they stand behind everything they they, they say and everything they, they actually represent which is not normal for I think a lot of brands because I think a lot of brands say things and don't actually mean them so working there I was able to see like okay this is what it actually means to mean what you say and take action um because they're just amazing but I think working there and seeing that and then hearing from other people who work at other beauty brands or other similar brands and hearing kind of the opposite I think the stark difference is just very interesting. I think I'm just, I just, I'm just very lucky. Yeah. And everyone, I, everyone's like, that's all people would tell me. They're like, the beauty industry is not normally like this. Like, you know, you got very, very lucky. I feel very, very lucky. I think from a diversity standpoint, just in beauty. So my job was in social. So I, my job was monitoring social media, specifically TikTok. So I was on TikTok all the time, not just monitoring our accounts, but like. Um, users accounts influencers other brands you know just kind of just you know what any other company would do just kind of keeping your finger on the pulse and I think because I wasn't so involved in the beauty industry before I worked there like I literally was not a part of the beauty world at all I was consuming a lot of beauty content and I think what surprised me the most is that there were still brands out there that didn't have inclusive like makeup and like I mean Essence just got in huge trouble for not having inclusive. Um, I actually have a really great creator friend. Her name is Gloria. Met her at a rare beauty event, and she made a video uh, calling them out, trying out their darkest shade of foundation because she does a darkest shade series as like a dark skin woman in the makeup world. Love that series, and she showcases how this darker shade that looked a lot darker on the internet. She got it in PR, so they knew who they were sending it to. And it was so many shades lighter than her. And it's – I mean, they issued an apology. They saw the video and everything like that. But it's just wild that, like, it's 2023 and things are still happening. 
you know, like those things are still going on. And I mean, for any brand in 2023, there's no actual excuse. Like I think they can apologize, but it's like, you know, I think consuming beauty the way that I've been consuming beauty from like a corporate side and personal side, I think I'm just, I have a better eye now of brands that actually mean what they say and when it comes to diversity and what that looks like and what that means. Because now coming from a brand that actually does that, I feel like I can notice when, <laughs> when it's not that, you know? No, I feel, yeah, I'm glad that you can give us the like authentic scoop of what's going on because like truly you don't work there and you don't really know what's going on behind the back end. You just kind of see what, what goes on on the social media and what goes on in the news and the PR and the press and everything like you, that's kind of all you see. And like, hearing that kind of it makes it makes me feel at least just like relieved a little bit like oh we are like taking a step towards change and there are these brands out here that are advocating for what they say yeah, they are. Nice. I, yeah. they're definitely I mean yeah I think there are a lot of brands that are trying their doing the work like I, I do think there are definitely brands out there doing the work mm-hmm. I think it's I mean as they should but there are still brands that I think are very much so lacking they know they're lacking it's just you know, a matter of, I mean, why at this point? Um, but I think working in beauty from like a corporate perspective and, you know, taking into account analytics and, you know, doing numbers and also looking at views and seeing what people are talking about, who people are talking about on the internet. I think it did light a fire under me to start creating beauty content while I was working there. Um, not because I just like, I, I also just love beauty. And I mean, working around makeup was always just so much fun, but consuming a lot of content and a lot of the popular content being people that didn't look like me, which, you know, wasn't a, any brand's fault. It was just me consuming TikTok and seeing what TikTok was like, you know, what was the most popular TikTok, what was most like TikTok. It usually has nothing to do with the brands. It's just what people are consuming on the internet. I think that just like lit a fire under me kind of to take up more space because I was realizing like I would be scrolling and not see anybody that looked like yeah. me. Mm-hmm. So that I think was like a huge indicator that like maybe I should you know start posting some yeah. stuff yeah and I'm glad you did like I, I truly am and like I hope that this inspires so many people out there to like truly whatever you look like whatever shape size whatever you may come in like it there is space to take up and I'm honestly that's such a good title we're gonna use that we're gonna we're gonna use that for the content but yeah like taking up space is so important and I feel like sometimes we feel ashamed to do so because it's like oh why me like eh. but like if you feel like this pull to like this do is it. What I, yeah, do it. It has a different perspective. Nobody is going to do exactly what you're doing, the way you're doing it, and how you're doing it. Yeah. You always have that advantage. I agree. I think no matter what niche, non-niche, whatever it is, like you will always have that above anybody else on your for you page. And I mean, I just I I just think it's smart to utilize it if you feel that pull, you know. No, I agree. I always tell people, I'm like, you have something to bring that like no one else does to the table. And like, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily better or worse than what someone else is doing. But like, you're never going to know until you hit that record button and put something out there, you know, and and everyone starts from somewhere. Like, I mean, you must have felt kind of interesting going from skating content and pivoting all the way to makeup and being like, well, like, I guess I'm in this box now. But like, yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, I, I like struggled with trying to figure out what I wanted to do because when I was working at BuzzFeed as a creator, we would have meetings with like creator experts and figuring out our niches and what we need to do to be better creators. And I struggled with like trying to figure out, I was like fashion, 
huge. Like I wasn't, I really didn't know. And I didn't figure it out literally until like recently. Um, and that was, I stopped working at BuzzFeed early 2022. So like it took me a while to figure it out. And I did lose a decent amount of followers when I first started posting on my TikTok, like content that wasn't roller skate related. Um, I, I, I would lose like, I mean, maybe a couple hundred, probably a few thousand followers I would, I would lose whenever I would post like whatever, but I was like, no, I'm going to keep going. And now I have more than I ever had. So I think consistency and pushing forward is key because you will find, I, and I ultimately didn't care about like the number of followers because I, I ultimately just wanted people that were there for me and like off and off that because at the end of the day, like numbers are, are numbers. And I think what really matters is authentic community. Yeah. I knew that that was my biggest focus was focusing on creating an authentic community that feel connected to what I post and what I say and just to me. And so I could feel that same way about them. And I would much rather have that be a lot stronger than focus on like, oh my God, I'm going to lose. Because you will lose followers when you switch. If you switch anything up, like especially a niche or you do a pivot, like you will lose. Like that's just like a guarantee. Um, but you will gain that right back and and more if you stay consistent and it's what you actually want to do because it's important to like what you do and to like what you post. No, I'm glad that you brought that up because I think a lot of reasons why people are scared to even dive into this content creating like side or just putting themselves out there authentic or authentically on the internet is because they're worried about like not having the views, not having the numbers, not having the things on their side. But like you said, I truly think that if you're putting out the most authentic version of what you believe you want to put out there to other people like you will naturally attract an audience at some point like you I mean the way the algorithms work these days you're eventually going to be put out like it's only a matter of time like you might be 10 videos away till that video blows up and like that's the audience that is going to follow you because like that's what's going to follow you and I think now it's very different than pandemic like when I hear the tips people give about being a content creator I think 2020 tips are very different than now because oh, for in sure. you could have a video hit a million views and get a hundred thousand followers now you can have a video hit a million views and you get a thousand like you literally it's very different but i I mean i think that's a pro and a con con because it's like okay it's not moving the same but pro because it's like at least these people that are following you because people are a lot more selective about who they follow now are actually following you for you and you're not just getting a bunch of random random followers who do not care about you as a person and just watch this one video and they're like oh let me follow them like it's just a lot more it's it's not as superficial I think now which you know so it's a it's a double edge but I feel like now it's a little more people are more um picky about who they follow which is a good thing I think no I agree and like truly these days yeah like I I feel like you hit it on the nail people are being more selective on the people that they're choosing to follow because it's like now there are enough content creators out there to where if you don't like this person you don't have to follow them there is someone else who looks the exact same does the exact same has a personality that you just like better follow them instead you know so I think don't be scared about what you're doing just do it and you'll naturally also like starting your first video especially if you just haven't done this before and haven't jumped into the space but you see other people doing it and you're like I want to do it I mean it's going to be shit like your stuff is going to be bad I mean like everyone starts somewhere and I think that that's just kind of what you have to remember it's like you can't compare someone's you know 100 days to your your day one and like that's something that's really hard to remember especially at the start and with something as intimate as posting like your makeup routine in your bathroom on the video like it yeah like I mean it can be super embarrassing but it's like you also have a community of people who are also probably in the same space as you I mean I can think of so many like online 
group chats that they have of like small content creators starting and like doing it and it's like you you kind of like create a little army around you and it's funny because like I have literally 90% of my friends like in real life are from the internet like truly like my entire friend circle were from the internet and like like you almost like you curate this space like for you which is so cool because like 10 20 years ago even it's like you kind of just gravitate towards the people who are in your hometown the people who you kind of talk to but like you can like handpick the people that you like choose to follow and like the groups that you try to immerse yourself in these days because like that's what that's what our generation is all about so like I capitalize off of that I'm like I find the people that I like and I'm like come on the podcast <laughs> I'm like I'm all for I'm all for it I'm all for connection I'm me all too. for building authentic community and connection I meet so many a lot of my really um great friends out here in LA I've met through the internet which is wild same and i think you also touched on something that i find really important is just establishing the reason why you want to do it before just doing it because i think it can seem all glitz and glam when you know you're getting the free stuff you're getting all the stuff the accolades the things that you want to get from the social media and building and the numbers and whatever like that's so fun and it's fun to set those goals but like if you don't have this innate reason why you're doing it like you said we kind of fell in love with content before the money was a thing like it was it was just kind of something that we did because it was fun i also had like a nexus 12 tablet like <laughs> back and back way back when using the front camera you know and that was atrocious but we have moved forward from that and like that's where the love stemmed from you know and if and if you love it I mean you'll know that it's something that you want to invest your time into and you'll just you'll naturally just find your flock you'll find your tribe so that's what I think yeah I mean I think in anything you do you have to have some some, I'm sorry oh you're good I think what in whatever you do you have to have some sort of an anchor and I think in a job so rooted in your creativity it's it's essential yeah you're bound to thrive in something like that yeah if you don't have something that is anchoring you in that especially in social media it can be such a very like you can get yourself into a horrible mental state very quickly (laughs) so yeah no I think definitely I mean I'm very lucky to feel like I've anchored myself very early on I also just am surrounded by some pretty grounded people that is that and seriously that too like I mean you truly start to emulate the people who are around you and if you if if there are people who are around you who are kind of tearing you down making fun of you like for trying to start something like this then like you kind of know that like it's time to grow and move forward and it doesn't mean that they're bad people it just means that your values are aligned anymore yeah like they're not your people for right now and there are your people and you have access to these people these days because you have a phone like that's the the beauty of it you have access now you know so just like if you do a little bit of the research and like find some of the creators in your community I mean you can literally google like I mean Alabama influencers like in the area anything state any country like and there's and there's people who do it I promise you I can tell you we'll find some like and back then, I mean, I remember doing like YouTube collabs, like YouTube collabs used to be so, oh my God, that used to be such a thing. 2015, 2016, it was my shit. I was so excited to like do a fall, fall makeup routine, like collab with someone. And it's funny because the video that you actually found me from, cause I remember you liking one of my posts and I was like, no way. I love this girl. It was the video where I was just posting like my authentic story of like how I got to where I was and under that video 
so many, I had like three or four comments of girls who were like, we did a YouTube collab. And I'm like, no, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't spray it. I was like, please. But isn't that crazy? Like how the universe like brought that back. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. It always comes back. I think the internet is big. <laughs> it's, it's so cool. good. It's such a good, happy place if you choose to view it from a good, happy place. Because it can be nasty. Like, if you have a healthy relationship with it, it can be very, very, very beautiful. Like what it was supposed to be intended for, you know? I, I think that sometimes we just force ourselves to watch, like, bad content. And, like, one of my goals this year is to, like, consume consciously the stuff that I want to consume. And that can be difficult on, like, a platform, like tiktok when you're just shoved with all this stuff in your face but it's difficult it's difficult but that is good work yes (laughs) i'm like i'm trying to implement that as much as possible this year and like i think i've done a pretty good job like i truly only interact with the stuff that i choose to like interact with and like the stuff that i feel passionate about and the people and creators that i feel passionate about because then that shows in my work too because i'm like that's where you're getting your inspiration from as well and like basically you get to curate it the space that you curate I try. Mm-hmm. I try my best. Yeah. It's, it, it's hard, but I try my best. Yeah. No, it is. I mean, it is difficult. Like, truly, these days, there is, I mean, there's just so much out there. And, like, on reels and shorts and things, like, you're just scrolling and scrolling. You're bound to see something that just doesn't resonate with you. And that's okay. But I'm like, black, delete, unfollow, whatever. Like, I just, I don't take my time on it. <laughs> Seriously, heavy on the block. I mean, I am very friendly with the not interested block button, delete button, like, I'm very friendly with her. <laughs> no, no, same. And I think that that's, that's also a way into the space if you're trying to do it. Like, just block out all the negativity that doesn't serve oh, you. totally. Like, that's what I literally, when I started making more content and actually getting more eyes on my stuff, I remember I listened to a podcast. I think Victoria Paris was in it. And she was talking about how she literally, I mean – even the she has a lot of followers now but she still goes through her comments like monitors them he- like she will delete comments block people As you should. Quick, like with a quickness and i'm like okay i love that because she talked about how it's like she's cultivating a community in her which is so important yeah like as you should like on your own video nobody should be making you feel bad like For delete sure. the comments even block the person and she's like heavy on monitoring her stuff and i think that's how i am i love i love to just be in the comments and just engage with people but definitely like whatever doesn't serve me mm-hmm. yeah block delete mute move on <laughs> love it <laughs> um okay i i think we kind of touched on this a bit but um i put working the corporate girl life at rare beauty alongside influencing um because i i feel like some people are working full-time jobs in college whatever it may be and like kind of want to dive into this but like how the hell do you time manage how were you making space for it how were you separating everything dive in yeah um i think my well i i graduated a week before i started working at rare so everything was very fast okay um Everything happened very, very fast. So I wasn't in school. So I was like, okay, this will be – I originally wasn't looking for a full-time job. I was doing social stuff and modeling stuff full-time at the time. So I wasn't really necessarily looking for, like, a nine-to-five or full-time job. It started off as an internship, and then I was offered a full-time Got it, and, got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I accepted because, I, I mean, I loved the job. Like, I think if I wasn't doing content or if I didn't want to do content the way I'm doing it now – I definitely would have stayed a corporate girly. Like that job is, a, a, it's still like that position, dream job, dream place to work. Um, it was just, it got a little tricky balancing quite a bit because I was getting a lot of inbound 
um, things and opportunities and offers and things I was working on. And I can't be multiple places at once. And it just got, it just got to be a lot. Like there was just a lot of kind of campaign things that I, I was being offered and some things I was actively working on. Like I had like an ongoing like Nike thing I was doing for a while. And then I had a bunch of inbound newer like beauty things coming in and that kind of posed a little bit of you know trouble i mean if you it's like if you work at nike you can't work with adidas like there are like other beauty things coming in there was conflicts of interest i think that were beginning that were beginning to present themselves and then they just kind of the flood of, it was just a lot right and so i kind of knew for me it wasn't really as much about oh time balancing which is very difficult it definitely became more of just like a like I can't do all of these things all at once. Right. Like there's no way I could do this shoot and be here, but also be here nine to five, five days a week. Yeah. And then also do this partnership and that partnership. But then I can't do that because conflict of interest. Like I can't work with competitors. And like it just there was just a lot of different factors, I think, that fell into that. I do think it is possible to do a nine to five and info. I mean, it just it's gonna require a lot of work. Um, but I mean, I just think I would I yeah, I mean, it's a lot. I don't know how a lot of people do it. I mean, with the amount of work that I do now, I don't think it would be possible um, because it does get to a certain point where it's just like there's absolutely not enough time in a day. Like there's no way. For sure. Because um, it does get to a point where it's like it becomes your full-time thing, like the social media thing. Um, and I'm grateful for that because, I mean, I'm having a lot of fun and I'm doing exactly what I love. Um, so it, it ended up working out. If I wasn't doing content and social personally like on my personal stuff I would still be there I would definitely continue that's awesome I'm so glad that like you had a great experience because I mean I know that it, a lot of people cannot say the same but for being in the beauty industry for being in that space exactly and I mean I they're so supportive they literally made a whole TikTok about me and a little send-off okay? so and they're like we're so proud of you like we and I'm like oh my god God, like they're literally the sweetest team ever. So like nice. I, I just feel so lucky to feel so backed and supported um, by everybody, but like especially them, especially because they were kind of like the ones that opened, like they 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 welcomed me into the, this beauty world with open arms. And I don't think I would have started creating beauty content in the way I did had that not been introduction to the beauty world. That's so nice. Um, it was like a warm welcome and like a mirrored. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. And I just don't think I would have started creating beauty content when I did and how I did had that not happened. So I'm always grateful for everything. I think everything happened, everything happened the way it happened um, for, for me to be at where I'm at now. But I, I do think, yeah, I mean, nine to five full-time jobs doing content. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot, but consistency pays off. And if it's something you actually love doing, I think, you can definitely find a way to balance it. I agree. Like a lot of it is time management because it's like, you'll find yourself scrolling and then you're like, wait, is this for work or is this like leisure or whatever? And then you're just like, wait, I should not be on here. I could spend that 30 minutes completely like filming the video that I need to do or whatever. But yeah, like you find the time for the things that you want to prioritize. And like, if this is something that you want to eventually be your full-time thing, which a lot of people are making that transition nowadays, which is really awesome. um, It can happen. I I truly think it can happen. But um, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your favorite makeup trends right now? Because, I mean, obviously, we have to ask you. Okay, well, I've recently – well, first off, everybody knows I'm obsessed with blush. 
I used to not wear it mainly because this is this is not thank you. And this is not a necessarily a brand new thing for every it's a brand new thing for me. Six months ago, I'd never wore blush. I never thought blush was good on me. Now I cannot live without it. Like over blushing, having blush on my face is my favorite, favorite, favorite trend thing that I do on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, I love just coming up with new like blush combos because I was just always really afraid of how it would look on me. And I, I always avoided blush. And now I've created this relationship with it. That's so much fun. I also really do love just in regards to, like trends. I love get ready with me's. I love hearing people talk to the camera. I love people getting more comfortable talking to the, I think, you know, obviously get ready with me is they're not new. People have done them forever, but I think more people are feeling encouraged now. And just making it more of an authentic experience. Like if people were just talking about their day and like whatever happened the day before, it's just natural. Yeah. I love it. Love hearing people actually like share themselves and their lives and their personalities with their audience like I just think it's so much fun and I I like the longer videos I do think there is a thing where people are getting a bit tired of like short form content sometimes you know like you keeping like you sometimes you want to be able to stick around and hear someone talk for a minute and a half or two minutes you know so you're just like oh okay I can sit here and like consume this content and not have to keep like you know what I mean so I think that's one of my favorite things right now that I'm glad more people are getting into um those are the things that come like to the top like those are just like you know the first couple of love blush is definitely I was about to say you better say blush I was like that is your thing it looks so good and like I mean you better have this whole section like dedicated like you must have like this glossary on like google sheets (laughs) I have so many blushes I love I just love blush like I cannot imagine my makeup without it anymore favorite I remember having that pivot back in high school too I think like there was a time where I was like yeah no one was really wearing blush it was like the 2016 like bronzer highlight that was what was popular and then somewhere around like 2019 blush just was always in my stuff like I was always using the yeah like that's when it became like a part of my routine too and I just it just never left me like I love it I love the way it makes me it makes me feel like I like the way it makes me look like I've been smiling for hours. Like it makes me look like I'm happy and like my cheeks are red from just like, like there's just like joy that I get from it. And it's also just really pretty. I think on a variety of different skin tones and it's cool to try different colors out and see what they look like on me versus yeah. like somebody else. Like color theory. There's just yeah, so I love many you cool. You play with the different colors. You wear like orangey blushes, like super, super pink. Like did you try a purple one if I'm not wrong? Yeah, I did. It looked freaking phenomenal. I was like, what? I'm I'm loving this so good amazing but yeah so pro tip get blush and that's that um so i guess we're going to end the episode with your top adulting tip give us give us some knowledge miss tony um i think the biggest thing ooh, what was i there was something i read recently i think one thing i'm personally learning is um how to be more assertive mm. and take Taking us space. I was so, like, hey, this is encompassing everything we just talked about. All encompassing. I think I never grew up as a people pleaser, but I think one of the biggest things you learn as an adult is how to take care of yourself. And a huge part of that is advocating for yourself. So you have to be assertive. You have to speak up for yourself. Yep. And being assertive isn't that doesn't that doesn't mean that you're being aggressive. It it means that you are setting a boundary. 
And I think you can set boundaries in a million different ways, little ways, big ways, medium ways. I think that is one of the biggest adulting things that anybody can learn to do for themselves. I love it. Because that is truly how you cultivate spaces you enjoy. You cultivate friendships you enjoy, jobs you enjoy, careers you enjoy is by setting these boundaries and you set these about these boundaries by taking up space and being assertive and something I'm personally learning and getting better at every single day but that would be I think the first like yeah adulting tip 20 23 year old figuring figuring it out no that's perfect Tony that was like literally perfect because it did tie in everything that we wanted to tie in and like I truly believe that, yeah, assertive, you're right. It does not have to be angry. It does not have to be loud. It does not have to be rude. It's just setting boundaries. And I think a lot of people are learning that this year. I mean, you see it on TikTok all the time, like gentle parenting and things like that. I saw this girl, this little girl the other day singing a song and it was like a boundary song. And everyone was like in their comments, like, well, I need to learn this song. Why do I not know this boundary song? Hello. And she was like, yeah, like, I don't something. I don't like, don't, don't touch my head. Like, I don't want to be touched, whatever. And like, I was like, wow. I was like, come on. She's learned boundaries. Boundaries are important. Yeah, because I mean, like, you just learn to tolerate less and, like, tolerate the stuff that you actually can make the, the space and energy for. Because totally. I, I grew up people pleaser. Like, that was my thing. I just love getting things in, overachieving, doing all the most. But at a certain point, you realize that there is only so much that you can hold in your space, whether if that's work, life, friends, whatever. Like, you just narrow it down to the things that are, like, what is meant for me and what are the things that I want to invite into my life? And if it doesn't belong there right now, then that's okay. But just saying like, yes to the things that you want to say yes to saying no to the things you want to say no to, and just being open about it. Like, I mean, genuinely sometimes like if I'm asking someone to be on the podcast and they're like, no, like I just don't have the space for it right now. I'm like, I don't see that as a negative thing. I'm like, yes, respect your boundaries, bro. Like I have no idea what's going on in your life. Like do whatever. I think that we just need to learn to stop being offended so much, number one, and then also just, like, letting people, like, letting people do what they need to do, you know? Because I... Not everything's personal. Yeah. Not, yes. One of the four agreements. Actually not personal at all. Like, most things, I think, are not very personal. It's not. Um, and I, I don't know. I think you have to be your biggest advocate. Yeah. And you do that by speaking up for yourself and speaking your truth and being honest yeah. and truthful with yourself and those around you and I think that's just like one of the biggest like adulting lessons that I've been teaching myself and my friendships in in all elements of my life I think with myself with other people um so that's been something that I've actively just been more aware of now than I think I was when I was a teenager um but I love it I love setting boundaries. I love it. <laughs> setting boundaries, being assertive. You heard it here, folks. That was Miss Tony Bravo. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Thank Shout you. out your TikTok, your Instagram, all this stuff. Um, yeah, it's everything is at Boney Travo, <laughs> B-O-N-I-T-R-A-V-O. Just you know, the first letters. I've always loved that. I was like, it's funny because like that's just who I know you as. I'm like Boney Travo. Like that's your thing, and I love it. Tony Bravo was taken, so I was like, what, what else did I... Okay, so then it's taken, yeah. That makes exactly, sense. So I was like, okay, we need to have it similar or not. So it's funny out. because I was like, oh, I want to do that for my name. Let me see what it is. And I'm like, oh, wait, my first letter is Jada Jones. I'm like, it's the same thing. I'm like, there's no way I can flip that to make it sound cool. Yeah, whatever. But yes, thanks so much for coming on. And yeah, thanks for listening, guys. I will talk to you guys in a future episode. Bye. Bye.